0: Today's scripture reading comes from the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the reading of God's Word. It's good to see everybody here today. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, as, um, as you already know, this is our uh, annual Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, as I try and prepare a message, today is... Um, might be a good thing, but today it will be a relatively short and sweet message so that I can go on to the celebration and the food. But the other thing is, there's only so many different Thanksgiving messages that I could actually prepare. I mean, it's just like how many different ways to, to say it um, that we ought to be more thankful. And so I've just got three points for you today just to kind of think about it, and then we're going to do something a little bit different at the end. Okay, but let's think about this. Uh, Joshua just read for us um, verse 18 from this passage here in 1 Thessalonians. And um, these are pretty absolute, I think, what we can call commands, right? Rejoice always, give thanks in everything, for this is, for example, God's will in Christ for you. Um, Think about it this way. Thanksgiving is a time where I think in our country, we've moved from actually thinking about what it means to give thanks to just simply thinking about getting together with friends and family. Thanksgiving has become something that we, uh, from something that we actually take time to meditate on, to think about, and in our culture now has become more of a time to just celebrate with friends and family and have a nice dinner. It's a cultural thing, right? It's It's a holiday. But I think it's great that the church can, even though we know that we should always be thankful, to take some time and to give some thought to what it means to be thankful. Think about it. Why do we, if you have children, why do we always have to teach our kids to say thank you? Um, Why do we have to remind people and remind ourselves to even say thank you? And simply put, if I speak from my own experience, the reason is because if I don't tell my kids, if I don't remind myself, I forget. We forget. We're so forgetful of the many things that I think that we could be thankful about. We don't think about it uh, the way we should. For many of us, we think being thankful is something spontaneous—that something happened to me, and/or I got something out of nowhere, and all of a sudden I feel thankful. But that's not what I think the, the biblical idea of thanksgiving is. Three points here: first, there are benefits to being thankful. Okay. Secondly, there are actually things—things things that you and I should be thankful for. And then, lastly, there's a person to be thanked. Okay. Three quick points: first, there's benefits of considering things that we ought to be thankful for, blessings in our life. And this is not necessarily from the passage, but this is actually from many of the psychiatrists, sociologists, and even biologists of today. This is science. Um, one science says this, it it's quote, they find that if you're greater in a grateful personality, you tend to have increased life satisfaction, increased happiness, increased optimism, more positive emotion, and even less anxiety and depression," end quote. One other sociologist says this, he says, quote, Diaries, daily reminders, intentional reflection, this is what people do so that when we're thankful, we can boost positive emotions, boost sense of meaning in life. Physical benefits might include symptoms, less symptoms of illness. When you're thankful as a person, you you sleep better. These activities, he says, can even help moderate body image issues, help moderate anxiety issues. Did you know, did you know, and this is, again, science, I've been reading some of this, uh, that some of the science is telling us this, that our brain is wired. It's wired so that it is biologically impossible to be thankful, to feel gratitude, and be critical and judgmental or angry at the same time. That there's parts in our brains that the feelings of gratitude and thankfulness cannot coexist at the same times with feelings of criticism, judgmentalism, or even anger. Did you know that? Look it up. I'm not sure if that's true, but it makes sense because if we think about it, try being really thankful, genuinely thankful, and really angry at the same time. Try being really thankful and grateful, and then really cynical or critical at the same time. I I think it's impossible. I can't can't seem to do it, because if I'm one, I'm not the other. And if I'm the other, then I can't be the other, the one. And that tells us something, that maybe if I am cynical, maybe if I am more critical, maybe if I'm a little more angry, it's not just because I have more things to be upset about. It's because I haven't given thought to being more thankful, okay? So there are benefits, Practical benefits to being thankful, second point. Not only are there benefits to being thankful, there are things to be thankful for. There are things to be thankful for, okay? Let's take a moment right now, just just a moment, if you haven't already, to identify the blessings in your life. Identify the blessings in your life. Did you know that the word "thank." actually comes from this old English word that dates between 450 BC to 1100. That The word thank comes from the word thought. Thought, that's why it sounds similar, thank and think. That when you thank something or someone, when you are thankful for something, it means you're giving thought. You're giving thought to it. It's an intentional thinking. And I think we have to understand, we need to take time to think about, to identify those things in our lives where we ought to be thankful. You ever notice in our heads sometimes that, that what, what's really easy to do is to complain? What's really, at least for me, uh, what's really for me easier to do is to grumble and complain about what's not right, what's not happening, what I'm not getting, what didn't come through. Did you ever notice that? It seems really easy to be uh, ungrateful, but it seems a little harder to be thankful what sticks in my mind is the thing in the moment that's not working out for me, that I just don't like. And when that thing is stuck in my mind, everything else takes a step back. And so, being thankful means we give thought. We need to give thought to the things, the things that we ought to be thankful for. And you all have them. I want you to know this today. Each and every person in this room has something to be thankful for. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care how hard it is. I'm not saying it's not hard. I don't care how difficult you've been and what things you've been going through. Right now, this very moment, you have things to be thankful for. Think about your family. As I get older and I look at my parents, I don't even just look at my parents, I just look in the mirror. We are getting old. Health is on the down. If I'm healthy all day, I'm more thankful than I was when I was 20-something years old. Think of the loved ones that are still around us, right? I'm thankful that they're still around me. Think of the friends that you still have to lend you support. Did you ever give them thanks and they say, hey, I want to thank you for being there for me and being supportive of me? Think of your children, if you have children, uh, if they're still healthy, if they're still able to work and study, if they're still able to play. Um, think of how thankful you ought to be. And think of how much we've taken those things for granted. Right? Think of your church. I'm going to be very honest. I don't necessarily like everybody in the church. But I love everybody in the church. I think there's a difference. Right? There's a difference. The way Christ has loved me, I love you. I am thankful for each and every person, no matter what they bring to the table or not, those who come through this door thankful for the church identify those things take some time look around the things you have the fact that you get to eat today the fact that you get to wear clothes the fact that we have shelter most of our problems are not what are we going to be able to eat most is what choice right you've been blessed you've been blessed Helen Keller, famous Helen Keller, said this, quote, so much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder what I don't have. That's Helen Keller. So much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder what I don't have. Okay? Now you might be saying, well, okay, I get it, I get it. It, That sounds easy. Uh, Just look at all the good things I have and then... Give thanks, be more thankful, right? But what about the bad things? What about the hard things that I'm going through? What about those difficult moments? Uh, When these things happen, it's it's really difficult to be thankful. Uh, You know, in our verse today, Eugene Peterson uh, translates it more colloquially, and he says this, quote, that verse he says it this way, Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you. Who belong to Jesus Christ... To live. That's what he's saying Paul is trying to say to us today. Thank God, no matter what happens, this is the way God wants you, who belong to Jesus Christ, to live. Now let's translate that a little bit more. Right? What do we do when life is tough? What do we do when there's unexpected things that are happening in our lives that we just don't know what to do? What, what do we do in the moments where it's just bad, And Paul is saying, thank God no matter what happens in everything, inside and out, good and bad. I want to be clear here what Paul is saying. Paul is not saying, notice this, he's not saying when bad things happen, when hard things happen, when evil happens, you should thank God for them. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying to you, hey, don't just thank God for good things, thank God for bad things. If you came up to me and you said, Pastor Francis, you know, one of my relatives got seriously sick, or one of my friends got into a terrible accident, and I respond to you, thank God, something is off, right? But notice carefully, just a simple verse, this particular verse, all, the answer here is in the preposition. Paul's not saying just give thanks for everything, good or bad, but he's saying give thanks in every circumstance, in everything. That's an important word to understand. What Paul is trying to tell us here in our passage is that now and then there will be and there are really terrible and really hard and really bad things that might happen. And Paul is not saying, I want you to give thanks for them no matter what. But what he's saying is this, even, even in the midst of catastrophic circumstance, even in the situation of most difficult situations of of all things that you could experience, there is still reason to give thanks. Still reason. In any situation, in every, there is still a reason to be thankful. How is that possible? How could Paul say this? And I think many of us know where he's going, or at least where I'm going with this. Okay, What he says is this, Paul says, Give thanks in every situation. It's because for us, your thanksgiving is derived not just from our immediate circumstance, but he says, Your thanksgiving goes beyond that. He says, If you belong to Jesus Christ, if you are in Christ, that's his words, you can give thanks in all circumstances. You can obey the command in every circumstance. Why? Because your thanksgiving is not grounded just in something that you don't have or that you have here in this world. Your thanksgiving, according to Paul, as he tells his church, is not grounded in something that's perishing or eventually will waste away no matter how good or precious it is to you. But Paul is trying to tell us that your thanksgiving is in something that's also more sure more lasting, more eternal, more something that cannot be taken away from you. I think Paul, and I think God is telling us today, especially today, to be thankful because he knows you're not in heaven yet. You're not in that place where everything's going to be all perfect. I think this is why Paul gives us this command. He's being realistic. He understands the world that you and I live, that life can be tough, it can be disappointing, it can be hard and frustrating, even very sad. And I think God knows this. And so he's giving us this command to be thankful to deal with this. That in every situation that we face, in every relationship in our life, you and I, we're faced with a choice. Whatever is happening, you and I are faced with a choice. How are you gonna respond to this? Is this situation, hard as it is, good as it is, how are you gonna respond to this? Is it going to move you more towards God or is it going to move you more away from God? You have something good happen in your life? You're so thankful, you think. Is that blessing, is that thankfulness, is it moving you more closer to God or is it moving you further away from God? It's possible. You have this hard situation, terrible situation, difficult situation, bad situation. How are you going to respond to that? Is it going to move you towards God, or is it going to move you away from God? And you and I have to understand that Satan and and the situation in the world wants every situation to be a temptation to doubt God or to turn away. But God wants every situation to be something that refines our faith And causes us to move towards Him, to trust Him. Our life is not about being free from trouble, but it's the opposite. It's to experience God's grace in the midst of them, it's to pass through the waters knowing that God is with us, it's to go through the rivers and not be overwhelmed. It's to walk through fire and not be burned, not be consumed. Why? Because we know that God is with us, Isaiah 43. So Paul tells us, he wants you to know, he commands us to be thankful because one of the thankfulness or one of the benefits of that is that it strengthens. It causes us to respond to every situation in the right way to move us closer to God in every circumstance. You see this? If you fail to obey, if you fail to listen to this command, if you fail to give thanks, it's not because you have nothing to give thanks for. It's because we obsess with what we don't have and we forget what we have already right in front of us. Sometimes I don't realize how good something is to me until I've lost it. We forget. If you fail to be thankful in every situation, it's not because you have nothing to be thankful for. It's because you doubt God's love for you. You doubt his wisdom and the way he might do things in your life. You doubt his power to finish the promises that he's guaranteed for you in his son, Jesus Christ. Friends, thankfulness is serious business for the Bible. Paul's commanding us. He's not telling us. He's not asking us. He's commanding us to be thankful in every situation with Christ, not just so that you could be a good Christian and just obey and put a fake smile on your face. He's telling us this because he wants you to understand better your faith in Christ. He wants you to understand. He's able to command you this because he wants you to understand how precious you are to him. How much you are loved by him. How much you indeed have been blessed. Not just with things that you see with your eyes, but with even every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, as Paul says in Ephesians. And because of this, he wants you to understand how precious he ought to be to you so that he has no choice but to tell you, give thanks. In every situation, so much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. Now, many of us might be thinking, well, you know, I know this, I know this already, but I'm going to be honest sometimes I, I just don't feel it. I just don't feel thankful because of what's happening or what's going on. I don't feel the gratitude. Here's what I need you to remember. Gratitude, some people say, is more described, similar to thanksgiving, but gratitude is more similar to a feeling. Thanksgiving is an action. Giving thanks. Gratitude might be a feeling, but thanksgiving is an action. An action isn't dependent on necessarily how you feel. An action is something you can choose to do. You can choose to do. Despite how you feel, to give thanks, despite whatever I feel. And we'll talk more about that next week. But one, there's benefits to being thankful. Two, there's reasons to be thankful. Right? Identify the blessings. Take some time. Put some thought to it. Third, there's a person to be thanked. A person to be thanked. I don't know if you ever heard, hey, you know, don't forget it, you've got gifts. But don't forget the giver. In fact, the giver is the one that we focus on, not the gifts. Maybe you've heard that somewhere. Uh, But I would say this. The giver and the gifts are linked together, and you can enjoy them both. You can enjoy your blessings. You can enjoy the good things in your life. You can enjoy the gifts. But the difference is, don't just stop at the gifts. If being thankful means we need to think, it means this that when I get something good in my life, when I see something good in my life, I need to think and see through the gift to the giver. I enjoy the gifts, I enjoy the good things, but I need to take time to see through the good things to the giver. Nancy DeMoss in her book, Choosing Gratitude, she says this, quote, true gratitude doesn't exist in a vacuum. It has an object you know this? The feeling of thankfulness requires something or someone to be thanked. We don't just give thanks to thin air. We don't just feel thankful for nothing. It means there's someone to be thanked, to be thought of behind the gifts. Acts chapter 17, verse 25, Paul says, God is not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he's the one who gives to all life, breath, and everything. If we feel thankful, it's a sign that there's someone we should be thanking. If we're thinking about giving thanks, it's a sign that there's someone to receive that thankfulness. And Paul is trying to say, that person to be thanked ultimately, ultimately is God, is God. And so let's do this right now. We don't do this normally, but I'm going to end it right here. But I want us to take some time to pray together as a church. Just to take a few moments, right? And I'm going to give you just three, three things to think about, and uh, I'm going to pray as we take some time to pray. And we're going to do, I think, what Paul wants us to do today as a church. Before we go and celebrate our food and, and enjoy our fellowship, we're going to take some time as a church to give thanks. Okay, So if I could ask you kindly to just bow your heads. If, if you're not sure what praying is about, don't worry about it. Maybe just take a, take a nap. <laughs> but uh, regardless, wherever you are, can we take some time and, and, and think about a few things as we respond to God at this time? Let's take some time to pray. Here's the first thing. All right, Here's the first thing. Take some time right now to identify the blessings in your life, okay? Not just the Jesus blessings, okay? Let's be practical. Consider right now the person sitting next to you, your husband, your wife, your friend, your brother, your sister, your children. Consider consider it, okay? I know this hasn't been easy. I know some of you, uh, you know, you're working hard for things and it's not there yet. You wanna see things happen in your kids and it's not there yet. And Maybe in your own life. Whatever the case is. And we can go on and on and on. But just take a moment. Identify those blessings in your life again. Your wife. Your your, your family. uh, Your work. The fact that we can still work. The fact that we can still survive. The fact that we we can still work and persevere and and look forward. Uh, Think about your health. Maybe your health is deteriorating, but you're still here. Maybe you have loved ones who are hurting and and struggling with with, uh, age. Blessings, they're blessings. Give God thanks for them. Right? Turn off the complaining side. Count the blessings. Identify what they are just for a few moments, and then I want you to say, God, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for this situation. Hard as it might be, imperfect as it is, I owe you thanks. Can you just take 30 seconds and just do that for yourself today? Father, we are thankful for things that we forget to give thanks for. Help us to know what that means. Help us to consider what it means to to give you thanks. Help us to recognize the blessings that we have. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to provide. Help us to take time out of our busy schedules and lives to give thought not just to the blessings we have, but also beyond the blessings to those who has given them to us. We ought to be thanking our parents. We ought to be thanking our spouses. We ought to be thanking our employers, maybe even employees. We ought, we ought to be thanking for people for so many different things, and yet we assume we are entitled. We, we feel that we are owed rather than owing, and thankfulness becomes something we have a hard grasp on. We pray that you soften our heart to know that everything we have ought to be and is, in fact, no matter how we work, by his grace, by your grace. And so, Lord, provide in our hearts a heart of thanksgiving and help us to give you thanks, even as we feel hardship, even as we feel frustrations, even as we feel disappointments, even as we feel fear. And, and doubt and worry of the future. that at this moment, you've called us to give thanks as we give thought to the things you've been given or we've been given in Christ's name. Last thing I want you to think about uh, as we continue to pray. This will be the last one. Um, as we think about the blessings we have right now, can I ask you to consider, if you're a person of faith, to consider giving God thanks. The things that he not only provides, but the things that he says, here, this is, this is not going to, no one's going to take this away, okay? Some of you may, in your faith, you might be very young and not sure what that is. Others of you, you've been in the faith a long time to really know that this should be it. The things that God says will never be taken away. The promises that he's made to you, that whether you have or lose, you still have him and you will have him now and forevermore, okay? where he will bring you to a place where things will be made right, where people that you love will be there in faith and that you would be able to worship him. What does it mean to give thanks to God? It's not just saying thank you. Thanksgiving to God literally means this. I give thought to the giver who is God and he gets praised. Thanksgiving to God is praising God for what he has done. Praising God generally simply means to adore God for who He is. Thanksgiving means praising God for what He has done. And so if we could just take 30 seconds, and as the praise team leads us into the final praise, let's give God praise. Let's give Him thanks, okay? Not just the people who provide for us, but also the God who provides those people, the God who provides life, breath, and everything that we have. And the God who has given something to all of us by faith, something even more lasting, more eternal, more precious to him than anything that we can own in this world. Okay, Take some time to think about that and thank God. Praise him. Let's acknowledge him. Just for 30 seconds, let's pray. all rises. as we respond in worship.